Well, good morning, everyone. And welcome to the Lord's house as we gather together this morning to remember dear Barbara Paul. What a woman, huh? And you know, um, even though she, even though she dealt so beautifully with her grief, as we all know she would, it was still just heartbreaking to see Barb coming to church all by herself without Fred. It was heartbreaking her to just see her just grin and bear it and smile and move on without him. And today, you know what? We celebrate that she's not having to do that anymore. Don't we? We just rejoice knowing that those two are back together again where, man, they belong. So we rejoice and celebrate the good news today of everlasting life for Barb, won for her by Jesus, and the gathering of all the saints in heaven, celebrating and rejoicing that good news. You know, this woman is special to all of us, no doubt. But for me, she holds a dear, special place in my heart because I literally would not be here at Faith Church if it wasn't for her. Fred tells the story back in 1995. He was the chairperson of the call committee when they were deciding to call a new pastor. And after they interview, interviewed me for that position, he said he went home and told Barb that calling me here to this church would be a terrible mistake. <laughs> he seemed to remember some stories that Andy and I had gotten into some trouble together, or I'm not sure exactly what it was. But what I do know is that it was Dear Barb, he said. This is what he told me. She said, now, Fred, let's be patient. God's not finished with him yet. <laughs> and that dear woman has loved me every day since and has been my greatest advocate and my greatest champion and has just always made me feel like I was worth a million dollars. And I bet all of you could say the same. And so we're going to celebrate this amazing woman today. And we're going to celebrate an amazing God who loved her so very much that he even gave his one and only son that she might be forgiven and given the gift of eternal life to live with him forever. So we'll begin in our service with the invocation. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us now turn our thoughts to God. It is from him that our life comes. Come to us, O Lord, as we come unto you. You are our refuge and strength forever. And the Lord be with you. And we pray. O oh God of grace and glory, Lord, as we gather together this day, we gather to remember before you a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, and a friend whose name was Barbara Joy Paul. Lord, we thank you for giving her to us to know and to love as a companion in our pilgrimage here on this earth. And we pray, Lord, that in your boundless compassion, you would console us who mourn and that you would deal graciously with us so that somehow casting all of our sorrow and grief on you, 
we may know the power and strength of your love. And Lord, even though our eyes are filled with tears in this hour of sadness, our hearts still overflow with thankfulness and praise that in fulfillment of your promise you have been with dear Barb throughout the days of her life. We know that it was your love and your guidance and your protection that have always provided for her every need of body and soul and finally even brought her into the glory of your eternal presence in heaven. And so, gracious God, let the promise of your amazing love and your abiding presence be our comfort in this hour and in the days ahead, until we too shall be taken into the glory of your eternal presence to worship, thank, and praise you forever and ever. Amen. Our opening hymn this morning is Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. God of glory, Lord of love, hearts unfold like flowers before Thee, praising Thee, their Son above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the gloom of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. A reading from Psalm 96. 
Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the whole earth. Sing to the Lord and bless thy divine name. Proclaim the good news of our salvation from day to day. Declare the glory of the Lord among the nations and the wonders of God among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Tell it out among the nations, the Lord reigns. The Lord who made the world so firm that it cannot be moved will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea thunder and all that is in it. Let the field be joyful and all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood shout for joy before the Lord who is coming, who is coming to judge the earth. The Lord will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with truth. Second readings from Psalm 23. God is my shepherd. I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. <clears throat> True to your word, you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. <clears throat> Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. Your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in your house, O oh God, for the rest of my life. The choral anthem this morning is from My Shepherd Will Supply My Need.
This is a reading from Proverbs 3. My child, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and abundant welfare they will give you. Do not let loyalty and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find favor and high regard in the sight of God and of people. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge God, and God will make straight your paths. Happy are those who find wisdom and those who get understanding. For her income is better than silver, and her revenue better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called happy. This is The Company of Trees, written by my grandma Barb. I lie on the grass with the sun on my back. Curiously contented, there is little I lack. I've the kiss of the sun, the caress of the breeze, and wordless communion with the voice of the trees. The birch speaks first with its leaves emerald bright. Hung richly on branches, white, slender, and slight. Their serrated edges clatter and rattle. They're shouting, hang on, it's the wind. What a battle. The maples are dancing in full gown with bustle. They bend, dip, and sway with a taffeta rustle. They seem to say, yes, we're the bells of the ball. And even more splendid, with the advent of fall. The spruce and the cedars stand silent and tall. They speak very little, oh, scarcely at all. It's summer, but when winter winds prowl, they whisper and sigh, some nights even to howl. What a beautiful world, what a wonderful thing. To hear and observe should make the heart sing. God surely must love us to give us all these, the sun and the breeze and the company of trees. Our next hymn comes from Lutheran Service Book 537, Beautiful Savior. The first stanza is Beautiful Savior, King of Creation, Son of God and Son of Man. Truly I love thee, truly I serve thee, light of my soul, my joy, my crown.
It's going to take a lot of us to do this. <clears throat> Our <clears throat> mom, grandma, Gigi, sister, cousin, aunt, friend, Barb, was loquacious. As I put it in her obituary, it was difficult to have a phone conversation with her for less than a half an hour. <clears throat> and she was a gifted writer. In 2002, we gave her a book, To Our Children's Children, Journal of Family Memories, which has a series of prompts at the top of each page and then empty lines below. Mom filled it up over the next two years, 245 pages. We promise not to share all of them with you today. <laughs> but we thought that a fitting eulogy for Barb would be some of her own words, her last words to us, all this side of heaven. <clears throat> What did you learn in high school? I learned in high school that if you spoke positively about people and looked for good things in them, people reacted positively. I also discovered I could use humor in situations to lessen tension and that I could make people laugh. What song do you consider most romantic? What term of endearment do you use for your spouse? I can't think of any especially romantic song. We never had our song unless you count Let There Be Peace on Earth, which isn't romantic, but causes us to hold hands and weep. On rare occasions, I've called Fred Sweetheart, Honey Dovey, Lovey Doll, Pussycat, all run together like that. Catches his attention. <laughs> What's your favorite picture of the two of you? Our second family portrait sort of says it all. There's Fred, front and center, with me hanging on for dear life, like good old Fred resting his elbow on my boob, all the while <laughs> surrounded by children and grandchildren in our own backyard, taken on our 40th anniversary. When your children moved out, did the house feel like a different place? It wasn't terribly noticeable to me because it was so gradual, one left every six years. I think the absence of the dog was a greater adjustment. <laughs> I miss that furry, welcoming little body when coming home and not having the mother-dog cuddles in our late night trips outside to check on the brightness of the stars, the phase of the moon, and what wild rabbits or cats we could scare up, and our sessions of admiring Bruce the Spruce. What's your favorite season? Actually, I like something about each season, which is why Wisconsin is not such a bad place to live. I love spring for its surprises, which perennials and rosebushes have survived, the return of bird sounds. I love summer for the ease of living. Get up in the morning, put on shorts, walk around in the dewy grass barefoot, and harvest some fresh garden vegetables, especially tomatoes. And having open windows to catch breezes and bird songs, and the sense of the season's flowers. I also, enjoy the, um, I also enjoy the occasional thunderstorm. Fall is beautiful for its high, cloudless, very blue skies and the hint of crispness in the air. Winter is good because of Christmas and Thanksgiving. It's a good season to indulge in comfort things, down comforters, cozy sweaters, red jackets, 
special kinds of tea and coffees, and the time for roasting meats and trying all manner of soups. And I relish the occasional blizzard and the snowed-in reprieve from the world and usual activity. I guess I'm a woman for all seasons. Which time of your life was most satisfying for you and why? My years at Highland School were most satisfying. I discovered many things about myself during those years. Among them, the fact that I could manage to cook, sew, keep house, including weekly cleaning, as well as working a full week at school. We'd raised John to college age and enjoyed his new life in academia as we despaired over his occasional bad choices. Oops. Andy was in junior high, west, and college, all interesting times to be part of and proud of. Dave went through Highlands, Wilson, West, and College too during those years, and it wasn't always easy to keep abreast of work, home, and child activities, but it certainly was fun and stimulating. It was very good to discover how well preschool students related to me and responded to therapy and teaching. Being part of a complicated work team and being considered a valued member with better than average abilities and skills to contribute was a wonderful revelation. They valued my sense of humor, flexibility, problem solving, and parent interaction skills. What a 22-year rush. What's your favorite time of day? My favorite time of day is evening, the time between dinner time and dark in the summer or just before the sun sets other times of the year. Usually the missions of the day have been accomplished and there's a different quality to the light and the birds are doing their evening concert. If it's been hot all day, it is usually somewhat cooler. It's a good time to sit down on the patio or swing and a good time for beautiful classical music. All this is wonderful right at home, but even better at a lake. What would be your last supper? What a lovely question for a Weight Watcher. <laughs> Those are her words, not mine. Um, I'd have either coconut shrimp, lobster, or a very good medium rare T-bone steak. To accompany that, a baked potato, russet if it went with steak, baked sweet potato with either of the seafood entrees, a salad of mixed baby greens with a vinaigrette herb dressing, a really crusty piece of French baguette with butter, then I'd have either pavlova, pavlova? Yeah. Okay. Uh, with real whipped cream and raspberries for dessert, or raspberry pie, and a cup of some full-bodied but not bitter coffee. Preferably one with one of the African coffees. Oh, and I'd have a perfect dry martini first, shaken and not stirred with a huge olive. Did you and your spouse often go dancing? We started out dancing. We danced on one of our first dates to a jukebox in a bar, having a drink after a movie. Since then, the record has been dismal with dancing only happening at weddings. I love to dance and I've considered taking lessons just to create the opportunity, but my partner isn't willing. <laughs> we waltz, polka, and do a mean chitterbug. We also do foxtrot and Polish hop, as well as that crazy chicken dance and the Macarena. But Fred isn't too dignified for those last two. <laughs> Is there anything you need that you do not have? There's nothing I need that I don't have except faith and assurance that Joni's returning cancer, 
can be either cured or sent into long, long remission. Lots of wishes and wants, but obviously I'm not in need. I'd like to have more time to explore new interests, some art classes, Hearthstone, for example, have a little more money to travel to see the out-of-state children more frequently, as well as Joni. Also, more aimless sightseeing travel would be nice. I feel we sort of missed the boat there by tending to do the same things over and over. Big Lake 20 years, always Florida the last few years. There are so many more options and places to explore, and we're running out of time. Are you a list maker? Yes, I make lists. They help keep me focused and give me a feeling of satisfaction when I can cross items off when they're accomplished. I have a mega list right now, dealing with preparations for traveling to South Dakota to see Joni. Today's list includes make beds, vacuum, go to the Y, get vacation money from the bank, pick up prescription at Shopco, mend purple jogging suit, Begin packing for South Dakota, get Fred a token anniversary gift, deadhead the flowers, water the houseplants, do two loads of laundry, gussy up to go out to dinner, and love Fred mightily, it's our anniversary number 47. Do you have grandchildren? Yes, and I was totally unprepared for the intensity of love I felt for each of them. Knowing we couldn't just drop in every day or so, every minute near those babies was precious, and I always cried partway home after leaving, or when our sons and their families left after a visit. Did you have definite goals, and did you achieve them? Early in our marriage, I vowed to become as good a cook as Norma, as good a mother as Dorothy, as good a housekeeper as Gertie, and nearly as good a seamstress as my mother-in-law, and to make as good a pie as my mother. The jury's probably still out. I think I've achieved them pretty much, but I also set a goal of trying to learn some new activity each year. I don't think I made one per year, but I did learn TV production, public speaking, the joy of writing, particularly the occasional poem, how to do therapeutic massage and myofascial release, the fun of sewing fleece, kitchen and food management, as in the Faith Fall Bazaar, my goal at work was to treat my students as I'd want my grandchildren treated. All right, well, mine is the shortest. Oh, wait, that came out wrong. <laughs> it's, it's not true, by any chance. Gallows humor. Uh, the question is, if you hold a fundamental truth, what is it? That life has really been very good. God has given me many blessings, which I don't always recognize or acknowledge with gratitude. And that life is much happier when the emphasis is not on having what I want, but on being content and wanting what I have. And those are our mom, grandma, Gigi, sister, aunt, friends, last good words to us, her eulogy this side of heaven. She lived with joy and can now live into the richest and fullest meaning of her name for eternity. We miss her terribly, but we are truly grateful to have been loved by her and to have been able to love her in return.
Well, the Holy Gospel from John chapter 3, words that Barb certainly heard many times in her life and believed and held dear. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. For those who do what is true come to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but as I heard that poem that Barb wrote, and as I heard her words so beautifully spoken in the eulogy, I just realized how our world is lacking since her passing. But I also realized how much better off our world is because she was in it. And her love and her words multiplied in this beautiful family and friends. And we carry on that love and that legacy and that example she set for each and every one of us. Isn't that our goal today? I want to start off with a, a story that I heard that I just think is so appropriate. It's in a book called Living Faith. And in this book, it tells about a group of Christian laymen who were out doing missionary work spreading the good news of Jesus. And they approached a small village near an Amish settlement in Pennsylvania, and seeking a possible convert, they confronted an Amish farmer, and they asked him, Brother, are you a Christian? Well, that old farmer thought for a moment and said, Just give me a minute. And he pulled out a pad of paper, and he started writing down a list of names. And he handed that list of names to the evangelist and said, well, here's a list of people who know me best. Please ask them if I'm a Christian. Now, I love that story because it's true, isn't it? The way you know if you're a Christian is ask your neighbor. That would be a good test for all of us to take. And the clear implication is that you ought to be able to tell a Christian by what he or she does. And I think here is where Barbara Joy Paul set an amazing example. Because her faith, her love of Christ, her Christianity showed up every day of her lives, of her life and her actions. Ask anybody who knew Barb and they'll tell you she was a Christian. She believed in Jesus. She loved Jesus. She loved his church. She loved serving and giving herself to that church, and it showed up in every aspect of her life. And so before I ever write a message at a funeral time, I have this thing I do. I come on here into the church, and I sit down right here in this front pew, and I just pray and think of the person, their life, the connections that we had, and I ask God to, to give me a verse, a Bible verse that just speaks and sums up that person's life. 
And here's what I believe God gave me for Barb from 1 John chapter 4, 7 and 11. It said, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Now this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Now, why do I think this verse of Scripture sums up Barb's life? Because when I think of Barb, I think of one word, love. That woman knew how to love. And she knew how to love the way the Bible teaches us to love. Here's what I mean by that. You know we have all different kinds of words for love. In the, in the Greek language, there's several words that, that we use for love. There's eros and storge and phileo. But the Bible word for love is agape. It's a love that is a no-strings-attached, unconditional kind of love. It's a love that does not depend on behavior or worthiness or anything. It's all about the intent of the lover. And that was Barb. She loved unconditionally, no strings attached. She loved because she did, because it was who she was. She loved because Jesus first loved her. We've all felt that love, haven't we? That unconditional love when you know you didn't deserve it, but she loved you anyway. That unconditional love when out of the blue she would say something that would make you feel like a million dollars. That unconditional love that was always there for you to lift you up, to pray for you, to encourage you, to strengthen you. She knew how to love, didn't she? And I don't think that she got that on her own. You know, this Bible verse is clear about this. It says that we love not because we love, but because God first loved us. She knew how loved she was by God. She knew what Jesus had given her and what Jesus had done for her. She knew that kind of agape love that she was loved with no strings attached. And she knew that love lasted for all eternity, didn't she? But she also knew that she was loved that way for a reason, so that she could in turn love others. As it said, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. So here, I think, is Barb's lasting legacy for us, that she loved us the way God first loved her and the way God loves us. But now it's up to us to do the same, to carry on the legacy of that unconditional agape love that unconditional of I will be here for you no matter what, that unconditional love that says it's not about you, it's about how I love you and how God loves you. And this kind of love lasts for all eternity. And that's why we celebrate today. The love of Barbara Joy Paul is now joined together with Fred again and all who have gone before, and one day we will be with them to celebrate 
and love and be loved by Christ Jesus our Lord. God bless you as you stay strong in that love until that day comes. Amen. next hymn is the hymn of hope blessed assurance jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine here's of salvation purchase of god invite you to stand as we join together in prayer. Let us draw near the throne of God, asking him to grant us peace and comfort today and in the days ahead. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of our sister Barb. We think especially of those who are nearest and dearest to her. And we pray that your peace that is beyond our understanding may come to them in abundance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant to all who have been baptized 
your continuing promise that they will rise to new life and enter into the joys of the resurrection and everlasting life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us in the midst of things we cannot understand to believe in you and to draw comfort from the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant to all who mourn here today a sure confidence in your loving care, that casting all their sorrow on you, they may have the consolation of your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give courage and a powerful faith to all who are sorrowful today, so that they may have strength and fortitude to meet the days ahead and the assurance of the certain hope of your presence, care, protection, and comfort. We ask for your love in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Because our sister has died, we commit her body to the elements from which it came. In sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, we commend to Almighty God our friend Barb, and we commit her body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. O Lord, remember, we humbly ask you, a sheep of your own fold, a lamb of your own flock, a sinner of your own forgiving. Receive her, we pray, into the arms of your mercy, into the blessed rest of everlasting peace, and into the glorious company of the saints in light. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of every people, a light to reveal you to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. A light to shine in the darkness of everyone everywhere. A light to bring you glory and to make all of us glorious. Glory be to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning of time, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Our closing hymn is, Let There Be Peace on Earth. Let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. 
let there be peace on earth and peace that was meant to be. With God as our Father, brothers all are we. Let me walk with my brother in perfect harmony. friends, after the benediction, I ask that you would join us immediately downstairs in the fellowship hall for lunch and storytelling. I think Barb would approve of that, don't you? And there's an elevator available on the south side if you need it. And now, my friends, as you go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen.